Welcome to the Small Business Heroes podcast, where small business owners tell their story so we can learn from their experience. My name is Tony Radford. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Small Business Heroes podcast. Today, I have with me David Thomas from creatingpresentationrockstars.com. David, how are you today? I'm, I'm brilliant there, actually. Yeah, so it's raining. I'm in Yorkshire. It's either raining or it's getting ready to rain. But aside from that, I'm good. Yeah, considering. We've got a very sunny or very light shirt, you know, very uh, colourful shirt on. So is that, is that one of your trademarks, the shirts? Well, no, oddly enough, when I do my speaking, I'm a presentation skills coach, but I also do professional speaking. And I sure put a picture of me when I was like four, and I'm wearing something absolutely as ridiculous as this. So I don't know if it's indoctrination by my mother, but I've always worn shirts like this. But until I start being a speaker, because as a speaker, I wore the, you know, the, the suit and the shirt and tie. And then I got about 10 years in and I thought, oh, bugger this, I don't want to do this anymore. So I started wearing shirts like this and I thought that I'd get a bit of kickback and maybe people wouldn't book me and they all just went either they like the shirt or they don't. But I didn't lose work because I'm not an idiot. If it, if it loses me work, the great thing now, mate, is I'm wearing a shirt I like. So that, that's, the, that's the lesson. Wear whatever shirts you feel good in. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So um, could you tell us about your business? Well, I'm a presentation skills coach. That's what I spend kind of 95% of my time doing is I take leaders and make them presentation rock stars, which is like the cheesiest line in the world. So a few years ago, I started doing presentation skills and I thought, you know, let's go for a snazzy title. Because the problem is, as a small business, finding your niche, finding your space, making enough noise to get attention. And so I said to my Mrs. Karen, I said, you know, I'm going to say creating presentation rock stars, right? And it was just kind of a bit of a cheeky line. I get, the other week, four weeks ago, I'm a chief exec in Monaco, incredibly wealthy, very, very successful, zooms me and he goes, I want you to make me a presentation rock star. I was like, come on. So yeah, that's what I do. I'm a, I'm, I take leaders and aspiring leaders. Because those are the people who really want to improve their presentation skills. Those who are climbing the greasy pole, they get to a certain stage and they realize they're not going to go any further unless they learn how to present, whether it's virtually like this through a camera or face to face. What is it about presenting that helps, that helps people elevate themselves? Well, it's, it, there's two ways of looking at it. If you're not good enough, then they just won't give you the job. It's, it's just become an essential tool when you become a leader at a certain level. Why? You know, to be honest, I'm not entirely sure, but it, I'm going to be obvious and state the obvious. If you want to close a sale, you've got to be convincing. You've got to be able to talk with passion and all these other great things. So actually, once people get in front of an audience or they're trying to deliver, clam up and it just become this boring, monotonous automaton, right? Or it is getting a message across at all. So people waffle. I mean, this guy in Monaco, great example, he turned around and he sent me a copy of his film from his last talk. He's got 200 members of staff all over the world. He's in gaming. And, and he said, what do you think? And I said, it was 38 minutes long. And he said, yeah, it was, yeah. I said, you could have said it in eight sentences. And he went, no. And I said, yeah. And I did. I gave it to him eight sentences. And he was like, oh. I said, mate, you... To say you went around the houses is an understatement. And the thing is that when you do things like that, when if somebody gives you 40 minutes and you take 40 minutes and you just waffle, 
you lose people, you lose your message, you lose your impact. And these are all soft areas, aren't they? But as a leader, we all identify those leaders who've got great ability to get a message across, connect with an audience, motivate them. And these all seem very soft, but trust me, if you don't have those abilities, you know that it affects your bottom line on some level. Because if you're doing a presentation on a Monday, for example, a Monday morning team meeting, you're the leader, you're talking to your team, that might be the only 20 minutes they hear your voice. If you stand up and go, you know, went driving rally cars this week and let me tell you about me. And, and you know, and then it, and it goes, yeah, yeah, well, you know, have a great week. If you need anything, give us a shout. You know, and if you go through that kind of whiffly waffly kind of dilly dally, shilly shally kind of crappy presentation, they don't sit there and feel empowered. They don't feel encouraged to sit there and give you 40 hours of their life that week and, and come in and be a 10 out of 10. And that's a very simple example, but it's true. And we know this. Everybody realizes that whether you're an employee, whether you're, senior to, whether you're a team leader, whether you're a senior manager, or whether you're the boss, everybody understands the very simple example I've just given. There's two elements. One is structure, and then the other is delivery platform skills. Yeah. And what you need to do is bring the two together. And what I, you know, for example, I, I said, I give people an example of how to start a presentation. And I tell them, and I did this on Monday, I had three strangers, three, they never met each other. They were doing a virtual whole day presentation skills course. And the one thing is that I say is, you've got to get your point across in 60 seconds. You've got to tell them, stamp your credibility, tell them who you are, tell them what's in it for them, tell them something extraordinary. You use three different elements of the whole session that you're going to deliver. Put a bit of humor in if you can. Polarize and challenge, but don't offend. And all three of them just went, you can't do that in 60 seconds. That's not possible. And yet I showed them four videos and they went, okay, maybe you can. So the thing is that when you give people a good structure, then all of a sudden it increases the confidence and they just become instantly better by learning to cut out the arms, the arms, the waffle, going around the houses, how to have good eye contact, et cetera, et cetera. So give people a, a template, which is what I have. I've called, I call it the presentation palace. You know, you start with the foundations. You've lived in Italy, Leaning Tower of Pisa, beautiful, crap foundations. Still fall over unless they do all that remedial effort, right? So it doesn't matter how beautiful the structure is, it'll fall over if it's on bad foundations. So, you know, that's what you do. You put your foundations in, you build your structure, put a roof on it, then decorate it. And that's the analogy that I use in it. People get that. So structure is really important, but then the performance skills have got to come out. Because if I stand here and I just go, yeah, Tony, it's brilliant being a speaker, and I love being a speaker's coach, and it's fantastic. The content I'm delivering might be great, but if I don't deliver it with some passion and learn how to pause and use my hands really well, I look at the camera and emphasize and use cadence, stop, start, say something funny, say something serious, make you angry, make you sad, bit of shade, bit of light. If I don't learn how to do those platform skills, it becomes very boring, very quick. Mm. Um, there are actually, you know, some opportunities for people with smaller businesses and to, to do, um, to get up in front of people like at network meetings or before the, before the lockdown, you could volunteer to give a talk. And, you know, so uh, uh, I've, I've done that a couple of networks I used to be in. Um, one of the things I noticed with people is that people can get quite nervous. How, how, how do you help people to calm down a bit? Before they I had a woman on one of the three people on Monday. She emailed me last Friday and, and basically said, My boss has kicked me in the kidneys onto this course. <laughs> right? 
The word she used was trepidation. Now, I don't think that's a soft word. I think that's fairly strong. Mm. And she said, but she did say, in fairness to her, she said, I'm looking to improve. I'm interested in improving, but I'm nervous. And I said, let's have a little chat about it. And she goes, she literally just went, well, I'd basically rather not have a chat either. I'm like, and I felt for her. I felt for her. I didn't think she was going to be difficult or awkward. Mm. I felt for her. And so she came on and I sat and she, she did. I said, right, introduce yourself. And what I don't tell them is that I'm, engaged, I'm assessing them how they do it. So she spoke for like two minutes, introduced herself. And she had one um, every, uh, every three seconds. So it's like, right, my name's so-and-so. Um, and I've been working at so-and-so. Um, and you know, I do this and I do that um, every three seconds, right? So she was a bit nervous. She was doing this. So I turned around at the end. I said, "This is what you're doing. This is what you need to change. This is what you, you know, so and so." I said, "You didn't look at the camera properly. Your your eyes like this, and you were like your head is kind of a swiveling head. And if you do this and you do this and you concentrate on reducing your arms, you'll be fine." We did another exercise about an hour later. She looked direct into the camera. Completely got rid of the arms and arms. Was and the nerves just almost instantly disappeared. And at lunchtime, she said to me, "I am shocked." Just a little bit of process. Bearing in mind, I'd only given her half the presentation palace by lunchtime. She said, just by being told what I was doing wrong, bit of coaching from somebody who knows what they're talking about, you know, pointing out what is best practice and a bit of presentation palace. She said, I'm shocked at how good I feel about having my presentation already. Hmm. So the biggest issue a lot of the time with nerves is that people stand up and they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what's good or bad. They don't know how to start a presentation. They don't know how to put one together. They're winging it. Even if you see somebody who's amazing, it's very difficult to reverse engineer a great speech because you don't really know what you're looking at. Mm -hmm. And you can't just copy it. You can't go, oh, Barack Obama does that in his talks. Maybe I'll do that. It doesn't really work. What you need is a coach. And that's why, you know, we were talking about sport um, just before we came on air. And how many people out there have got no coach, professional sports people? Like none, mm. like none. And you know, a lot of them, if you look at the very top ones, Roger Federer has a coach, not somebody who's been better than him, but somebody who tells him what he's doing wrong and how to make it better. Mm. And that's why, I can, that's why in a day I transform anybody on the planet. I've, I've been doing presentation skills coaching since 2011. Nobody's ever walked away and said anything less than, that was incredible. Not because of necessarily what I did, or, or it is on me per se, but because they just learn. The, the problem is in life, we don't know what we don't know. And not enough people have got the humility to just go, dude, I don't know what I don't know, tell me. Right. Try and bring it. Particularly guys, guys are the worst. Are they? Guys are the worst. Yeah, guys just think they can wing it by sheer grind, by sheer force of will by you know losing weight something i've done I've, i was 20 stone 10 years ago i was sat there and absolute just raging testosterone forbid me forbade me to sit there and get a, a personal trainer i'm going to lose five stone in five months which i did on my own but i tell you what three or four months after i lost it i thought you know what maybe i should get a PT, right? So I got a personal trainer and he taught me something in three minutes I never knew. And you just sit there and face palm yourself and you go, oh, 
Why didn't I just ask before? Now, of course, money might be an issue, but it wasn't for me. Why didn't I just sit there and go, I've tried to lose weight. I've done yo-yo dieting. I've tried Atkins. I've tried Keto. I've tried South Beach. I've tried every diet that there is, and I'm not losing weight. Why don't I ask a professional? But I didn't. Because just a lack of, you know, a lack of any kind of humility forbid me to do that. Right. And so and once I did ask him, he turned around and taught me all kinds of stuff. And it was, oh, I just wish I'd asked you a yeah. year ago. Right. Uh, yeah, um, no, that's cool. And so if you don't mind me asking, is, is most of your work from referrals or do you do, you know, do you doing a lot of marketing for your work or? How do you get your clients? Well, oddly enough, 100% is, is referral work. Because I think being a presentation skills coach, it, well, going with this, if you're, a, you know, if you're a leader, aspiring leader, which is my target audience, and you're sat there and you decide you want to improve your presentation skills, you don't go and look in the yellow pages. <laughs> well, nobody goes and looks in the yellow pages anymore, do they? But you know what I mean? You don't just sit there and go presentation skills coach and stick it in Google and, and then click on the first one that you find and come through and just bump me. No, what you do is you just sit there and you go, is anybody know presentation skills? Are you going on Facebook or LinkedIn? Does anybody know presentation skills coach? Was he good? Was he crap? Was he, in, you know, was he amazing? And if you get somebody who turns around and he goes, you should use Dave Thomas because he's bloody brilliant. Then, you know, along you come and you, and you do it. Or podcast. So the, the chief executive Monaco was interesting because he, he sent me like two line email. Can I have a chat? I'm interested in some presentation skills coach and I want to be a presentation skills rock star. And I'm like, anyway, he came on the Zoom and he's 30 years old and he's just sat there and I went, how did he find me? And he said, your podcast. So I've had a presentation skills podcast for a year. I've done about 70 odd episodes. The most downloads we've had for any individual one is only 100. Hmm. So we're not talking about tens of thousands of people watching this. And he said, I went into Apple, put in, Dave, uh, put in presentation skills, got your podcast. Binge listened to all 70. <laughs> right. And he said, just decided you're the guy for me. Hmm. So what's interesting is just, you know, podcasts are gorgeous. I love podcasts. I've just posted on Facebook. I'm doing this podcast with you. And I said, I always say yes to every podcast interview I get asked for, which is a lot. Hmm. And the reason is because I love podcasts. Because yeah. you can have a conversation. You haven't got the distraction of YouTube, where there's every, with 58 adverts and all these other videos you can go and watch. Hmm. You tend to listen to a podcast at times when you're kind of in the car, going out for your walk. Or for me, cross-training in the morning. So I do an hour of listening to podcasts when I'm doing the kind of ask for the training. And so the thing is, he just came on 15 minutes, booked me for six sessions, paid all of it up front, you know, five-figure sum, straight away, boom. Got a second one on Saturday. Because the thing about podcasts as well, and this is interesting, is that my podcast, I talk like this, I'm chit-chatting, right? Um, I use my sense of humor. I swear a little bit. Not a lot, but I do. I swear a little bit. If you don't like it, I'm not for you. So what it does is it divides my audience. So I learned a great phrase, fantastic phrase, because when you start out in business, you just, if somebody says, what do you do? And you go, I do presentation skills. Who thought? Everybody. Everybody could have, no, 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 dude. Who does it work best for? No, and you, your instinct is just to go, everybody, because you want the work, right? That's your instinct. And, but I heard this phrase the other week, and it's brilliant. It says, divide your audience before they come into your community, 
or they will divide your community after they've come in. Mm. That is bloody gorgeous. Mm. And so that's what I do. So I swear a little bit. I swear a little bit on my Facebook page. And people go, you shouldn't really swear. I, I go, well, first of all, are you as busy as me? Because I'm, you know, stuck to the rafters with work. Mm. And they go, well, no. And I go, well, then who's working this out, mate? It's not you, is it? I do get work from referrals a lot. But actually, you know, people just see me on Facebook. I'm vicious on social media. I pile it in all the time. Social proof is the number one reason I get booked. Social proof. So every time I do a client, I do an interview with them, I do an exit interview, and I just, you know, and I just edit it sharply and stick it up. And so if, say I do a 10-minute interview with somebody who I've worked with, I'll chop it up into 10 more minutes. And I put every single one of those 10 more minutes up. And then I put in, you know, a five-minute bit from it. Then all the 10 minutes. <laughs> and then I do an edited version in three minutes. So I get one video. I'll show it 15 times over the year. A good lesson for everybody, really. What was your biggest challenge when you first started out as a, as a presentation trainer? Well, to be honest, I started out as a memory guy. Mm. So you've seen my, you've obviously seen my, my background, but my background was interesting because I was an operational firefighter. I never went to college, never went to university. I got kicked out of school at 16. So I joined the fire service at 20 because it's the only job, one of the few jobs that was valuable to me as a northern working class guy, right? Being a firefighter is top of the food chain. But you didn't need any qualifications. Everybody loves a fireman. But I couldn't pass the exams to get promoted. So I sat there one day and I'm watching TV and I saw a guy memorize a pack of playing cards. And I'm like, that is amazing. I'm going to buy that guy's book because it said he'd written a book. Anyway, long story short, I taught myself how to do it. Eight months later, I went to the World Memory Championships, came fourth in the world in eight months. Life just exploded. So what was interesting for me is that and this may not work for anybody else at all, but what was great for me is that I came back from being, I was an expert. I was an expert. I had this expertise, which was showing people how to train their brain. I taught myself, and then other people started saying, will you teach me? So I started teaching in the fire service. And for me, I, because I was fortunate enough to have a full-time job where I wasn't working office hours, I was able to develop the, the business on the side. And so what I ended up doing was building it up side by side. And I was actually a speaker for four years before I retired from, or resigned, or, yeah, resigned from the fire service. And so I, I, had, I gave myself a great tip is this. It doesn't matter how long it takes as long as you get there. They, you know, they always say a room wasn't built in a day, but it got built. Don't just think it's got to happen in three or six or nine or 12 months. Set yourself a target. Say, right, well, maybe two years. Two years from now, I'm going to be doing this full-time. Then you reverse engineer. You go backwards. So today, what do you need to do? You don't need to get 10 grand of work today. If you could, you would. So for me, I know it's not quite the question you asked, Tony. I do apologize for that. That's but I think it's also important that people understand that it doesn't happen to have to happen overnight. I can remember in 1997, I gave my first talk in the fire service, and I started doing more in the fire service. And it took me a year before I thought I might be able to do it commercially. And what I did back in the day, because I had no computer, no internet, I went down to the library and I found a book that had all the, the top companies listed in West Yorkshire that were in the FTSE 1000, like Morrison's and Asda. And what I did was I took all their phone numbers and I phoned them up. And the biggest lesson that I learned that going through that period 
is that nobody told me how many calls to make. Why was that the biggest lesson? Because I wasn't told when to stop. Because mm. I would phone companies up, I'll say, can I speak to the HR department? And they go, yeah, of course you can. And I go, my name's David Thomas, I'm a, I'm a world-class memory guy. Do you want me to come in and teach your staff? And most of them would just go, no. Why would, we want the, why would we want that? And I went, that's a great question, to which I have no answer. Because <laughs> I've never been on a marketing course, never been on a sales course, never done anything. I just phoned him up and said, my name's Dave, can I come and see him? Most of them just went, no. And then eventually a jacuzzi manufacturer in Bradford just went, yeah, okay, come and see me. So I went over and saw him. I sat down and told him what I did. And he said, I'll book you for a day. How much are you? I said, a thousand quid, 1998. I said, a thousand quid. And he went, yes. And I was like, bloody hell, we're in, right? So I was earning 980 quid in the fire service, albeit after tax, but 980 quid take up there for a month in the fire service. And this guy was going to give me a thousand quid for a day. That's when I knew it was all changed. It was never going to go back. I was never, I was never going to look, look back in the fire service in the same way. It still took me 18 months to get out of the fire service. Yeah. But, you know, my lesson there was don't listen to other people too much. Find out somebody who has been where you want to, where you want to go and ask them how they got there. Mm -hmm. But just be careful. Be careful because there's just a lot of people talking a lot of bollocks on, this, on social media that will tell you how to do stuff who've never done it themselves. Mm. Be mm. careful. Yeah, that's really good advice, actually. I mean, in, in terms of advice, what is there anything that you wish somebody had actually told you when you started out? I'll tell you what, Tony, if I was doing it now, the, the number one thing I would learn, and, and I would learn it before I even came up with an idea for a business, would be how to sell online. Learn how to use social media properly. Not, not tell them what you've had for your tea. Not, not put pictures up of you and the kids 14 times a day. Nobody cares. You learn how to use social media properly. Learn how to do, you know, do marketing funnels, digital marketing funnels. So for example, you know, we're doing one soon for presentation skills. So you ask me, is it all referral? Yes, it is, but it isn't going to be soon. We're going to do a Facebook ad. And so we do a Facebook ad and maybe it costs a pound to get somebody to click through. We're going to have what's called a break-even funnel, which means that we bring them through. We say to them, here's a lead magnet, a PDF, seven ways in which leaders suck at presenting and how to put it right. That's free. Then they click on it and it's like, before you go, I've got two videos here. One on how to present remotely and one on how to handle your nerves, two biggest problems at the moment in speaking, nerves and how to present through a camera lens. And you can have both of these for $17. Enough where people will buy that at $17 to offset the ad costs. So what we end up then is we've got this beautiful little email address. Now email marketing is very clear. This, it's an absolute science is email marketing and you can learn it for free. So once we've got that email address, we email them every day with our daily email um, that we're going to be sending out. And then every so often, once, twice a week, we just drop in a social media a, a, a link or a social proof testimonial. This is, this is internet marketing. And I'll tell you, doing it now, I do it all this. I don't care what you're selling, we're selling widgets, whether you're selling, you know, I don't know, plastic dogs, toys, whether you're selling, you know, financial services. I would learn to do it. I'd learn how to use internet marketing funnels. 
Uh, that's really great advice, actually. I mean, the kind of people that I'm aiming uh, my software proactive at are exactly the people that would benefit from that kind of advice that you've just given. The very, because what you know, when you were talking about it, and then you said you can learn this for free. Well, so that that's really nice advice, actually. Yeah, thanks. Thanks very much. In terms of your business, I mean, you've covered some of this, but what would you say were the next steps? So you're going to do more, more marketing? Yeah. Yep. Well, the, the whole point is, is now is we have, we get an automated system that, that delivers our email address. Hmm. Email, you know, email is still, is still by, because we follow this in, in incredible detail. We're in the right Facebook groups. We're following the right people, the right podcasts. We know what is happening in the world of marketing. And without a doubt, email marketing is still the number one way to get people to buy into you, to indoctrinate people in and ethically manipulate those into your mindset. Absolutely the number one way. You've got to learn how to do it well. Email marketing is not easy. It's not about, hi, I may buy my, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. It isn't that. It's about trying to find, you know, 365 nuggets of value that you can give to, a, to your audience every single day, you know, for a year. That's what you've got to learn to do. But once you learn how to do that, you'll bring them in. And the thing is then it becomes a numbers game. And that's the problem you've got, Tony. For me, if I do it referral only, I have to do a piece of work for them to refer me. The maths are not great on that. Mm. So the fact is that I, I do a great job and I, and I give it absolutely the whole beans. I just give it everything I've got. And hopefully they go and tell somebody else. And then over a long period of time, I've built up a database of maybe 10,000 people. This next year, it's taken me 25 years to get 10,000. It's going to be taking me 12 months to get another 10,000. What I do is you do an advert that says, are you a leader who is having trouble with his presentation skills and has an important talk coming up? If they click on it, I know three things. Hmm. The presentation, they, they want me, they're a leader, my target audience, and they've got a talk coming up, which creates the urgency. Hmm. So when you want a perfect client, they need to have four things. Need, authority, money, and urgency. But urgency is the thing that makes them run towards you. If I say to somebody, would you like to improve your presentation skills? They go, yeah, yeah, I would, yeah. And almost everybody that comes to me goes, Dave, I've got a talk to give. House of Commons, United Nations, I've had them all. And they come to me and they go, I need to kill. I need to absolutely nail this. And that's when the urgency kicks in. So by the time people click on that, they come through to me, they're, in, they're already the right person. The 10,000 people I've already got, you know what, Tony, the people who've been on, on the course, maybe I've seen something somewhere. They're not the decision maker that I really need. So if I get 10,000 people in the next 12 months and, I, and I, I charge 800 quid a day and, you know, there's five people on a the course, then I'm making four grand a day out of 10,000. I only need 1% to buy, you know, and it's 80 grand. So the thing is, it's, you know, and then it'll give me other work. I'll get more one-to-one -one work and so on and so on and so on but I need to build that email list. What you've got to learn to do is instead of it being one-to-one, -one, which is how everybody thinks you should sell, internet marketing allows it to be one-to-many. What's, uh, if you don't mind me asking, what's your, um, what would you say your most profitable uh, channel is for internet marketing? For internet marketing, we've only just, we haven't, we haven't done it yet. Right, okay, so it's a new thing for you. But without doubt, it's gonna be Facebook ads. Facebook ad prices are on the floor. We know how to do it, and I'm talking from theory. We know other people that were doing it, so we, we are aligning ourselves with people that we know are 18 months, two years, three years down the road from us. And they're going, this is what you need to do, this is what we're going to do. So we've got a learning curve to go through. We're going to put out an ad and something will work and something won't. 
but you split test. So you put that picture and that picture, that picture wins out, so you do more like that. You put that head in, that one works, that one doesn't, so you try, you know, and eventually, you know, but if they don't click on it, it doesn't really matter. Mm. So, you know, we've got an upsell, which is the, the videos for $17, which is going to help liquidate the ad cost. That might not sell. I'll just do another video. You know why? Because it costs me zero. I do it on my phone, right? Or do it with some PowerPoint slides, an audio over the top. Just put it up on Vimeo or even on YouTube on a hidden link. That's all you need to do. You can do this stuff for free. But what you've got to learn to do is give people value. People need an enormous amount of value now before they buy from you. So just find ways in which find your client, your, you know, the most beautiful client you could ever have. Find their greatest problem and tell them you can solve it and show them how. And then they'll buy the rest. So at the moment, you know, our, our, our channel is just me getting referrals and existing clients of 25 years and all that. But this is a painful way to start a business to wait that long mm. moving forward i have no doubt at all even though i can't even though i can't prove it i'll put my hand up and say that tony i absolutely know that we are going to do well on facebook and youtube ads because i'm good i'm good to camera i've got good presentation skills i know what the pain points already are i've been a speaker myself i know what my pain points were 25 years ago when i sat there and i could hardly speak for stuttering through nerves and that's why you know that's what we're going to do so, you know, we're going we're gonna, to, you know, if we did an interview in a year, it would be quite interesting, I think, because we'd be able to compare and contrast and you say, well, all right, well, where have you got to? But, it, you know, I'm not saying you should, but I'm just saying, you know, th this, is, um, this is the start of a journey of, as, of immersion for us into internet marketing. It's all we're going to do all day, every day. We're going to make it work. Oh, excellent. And what you've said is full of really, really good advice as well. Thank you for that. Yeah, so you know we're we're aimed at the smaller guy, and um, that that's why I've asked this question really, which is if if somebody gave you five hundred pounds to spend on marketing, how would you spend it? The thing is that people still like websites. You know they, they do. They they want a point to go to, like you did with me, where you can find everything. So mm -hmm. for me, whilst you can build websites incredibly cheaply. I think you, you want to do it well. Excellent. No, thank you for that advice. And um, speaking of advice, do you, do you have a business mentor or a support group or similar to that? No, I don't. And it, I don't. But I do have, I've, I mean, oddly enough, yesterday I had a chat with a guy that I know who's a speaker who is a lot further down the road than me with internet marketing. And I've asked him if he would be like an accountability partner for me. And he said, yeah. So what we're going to do on the first of every month or there or thereabouts, but once a month, we're going to get together. I'm going to tell him what I'm going to do. What I'm doing is going to rip it apart, tell me what's good, bad, and real shit. And he did that yesterday. So I said, well, I'm thinking of doing this. What do you think? That won't work. Try this. Yeah, that's okay. Not sure about that. Everybody's doing that. And he just told me what he thought. And I don't have to take his advice, but he's someone who can help. So he's less a mentor than somebody who's, you know, who's able to kind of keep, keep my feet to the flame. But at the same time, I do have something that's very special. And in the background of all this, that we've not really talked about that much is I've been on Oprah. I've done 500 media appearances. I've done, I've written a number one bestselling book. I've broken a Guinness record. I've got all that stuff that, you know, many speakers don't have like him. So, you know, he's, he's, he's helping me as helping himself at some level. And so therefore we, I don't see it as being a kind of parent-child relationship. 
you know what, Facebook groups are good. You know, you're going to get a lot of people selling themselves in there, but you know, you, if you mine for the gold, you'll get some nuggets. Mm-hmm. So no, we don't, we don't have a business mentor because we're the best will in the world. It doesn't matter how good they are. They only see it through their eyes. Yeah, but it's interesting what you said about that one specific uh, guy you met yesterday who has um, specific things that he can offer you for where your business is at right now, right? Yeah, Yeah. We'll t- and I think that. Just, just as we finish then, you could probably give us a thousand, but would you be able to give us one actionable sales tip? Yes. For every hour that you spend on producing your product or service, spend an equal amount of time on marketing. And I'm not talking about thinking about marketing or writing it down, I'm talking about doing it. And a great friend of mine, Frank Finesse, fantastic sales guy, turned around and he said that, that's the key. Because when you talk to people and you go, what do you do? You know, tell me, tell me about your business. They always tell, spend about 90% of the time talking about the product or service. And then you turn around and go, so how are you marketing it? And they go, well, yeah, I put out social media posts once a week and, you know, and I'm getting around to putting my marketing plan together. But let me just go back and tell you about the product. Cause you never guess what the product does. Nobody cares. You know, I, I mean, as a speaker, I have seen amazing speakers make no money. And I've seen average speakers make a fortune. Only yeah, difference is because of marketing. marketing. Yeah. yeah, you can... You know, I'm not saying they were lying, but I'm just saying that if you're a great marketeer, then you'll never be, you'll never be short of work. You'll never be out of business. You can have COVID, you can have banking recession of 10 years ago, you can have anything. But if you, you know, just having a great product is not enough. Mm. It's not enough. And so, but nowadays you've got multiple paths to market. In 1998, I had a telephone and a list of phone numbers from the library. Nowadays, there is no reason for you not to have an amazing marketing plan that can go through multiple channels almost for free. I mean, let me just, let me just leave you with this, this quick story, very quick story. In 2002, I've been on TV a few times in 2002 and for the memory stuff. And I sat there one day and I just went, as I always do, aim for the top. And I just thought, I want to go on a big TV show. And I said to my missus at the time, what's the biggest one? And we both said, the Oprah Winfrey show. And we both sat there and went, what are the chances of that happening? And so what I did was, I was like, fine, I'll just see if I can find out. So this is 2002. I mean, it's only a few years after I've been working from a, a book in the library. But I had the internet. I went on Oprah.com, found an email address, emailed the show. And I, I really cut the story down a very long way. But the bottom line is they emailed me back. We had a 10-minute call. And inside 18 months, I was on the Oprah Winfrey show. Mm. Because, you know, in the past, you and I were the certain vintage Tony. And the fact is, right, that we've always heard about six degrees of separation. Mm. You know, we're all six degrees away from somebody, six connections. It's not six anymore. It's like two. That's it. Because you've got the internet. Mm. You can find anybody on LinkedIn. You can find anybody on Facebook. Or you can find somebody who knows somebody on Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever, or Twitter, mm. or even Instagram. So the thing is, for me, you know, you can have a marketing plan in place. You can start approaching people. You can get your stuff out there, and you need to knock on some doors. And for every hour that you spend fine-tuning your process, uh, your product or your service, 
spend an hour on marketing and you'll be fine. That's brilliant advice. And um, this has been a really excellent interview. And uh, I really, really thank you for your time, David. This is really amazing. I wondered what, what's, what would be the best way for people to get in touch with you? If they go to creatingpresentationrockstars.com, that's my website. And it, all my contact details from there, including my personal mobile. Because I want to hear from people. If they want to know more, they just phone me direct, get on, get on the phone. If I'm free, then we can have a chat. Happy to help. Okay, that's really excellent. Thank you. Thank you very much. Part of the secret to achieving true success in business is in focusing on the specific things that result in sales and revenue generation. If you are a small business owner or freelancer and you would like to break through overwhelm, gain focus and grow your business, visit myproactivebusiness.com.